They have very structured internships with very structured onboarding and rotational programs throughout. And then you have some where you feel like you're running around with your head cut off and there's absolutely zero guidance and like you're kind of making it up as you go, right? And so I think, and there's, there's value in both of those, by the way, like very much so. But I think it's understanding what you need and what's going to push you outside of your comfort zone and allow you to grow and step into the experience that ultimately you want. Every epic adventure needs a treasure map and every career journey needs a purpose and strategy. So let's take this trek together. This is your career GPS. Welcome back to Your Career GPS, the podcast designed to help teens, young adults, college students, and new grads navigate their personal career journey. I'm so excited to be back for another episode today, and Brad is going to introduce our guest shortly. Um, But I wanted to take a quick second to talk about our previous episodes. And in the last couple of weeks, we spent a lot of time talking about values and mentoring and just some really great topics that led to, for me and hopefully for everyone listening, some really practical steps that we can all be taking to continue to learn about our values and discover how our values align with our work and to also find people who align with our values and our work and how all of that can come together to create opportunities and careers that are really impactful and meaningful. And that leads us into our episode today. We're going to dive into some more practical things that we can all be doing to gain experience and I think this episode will be especially interesting and beneficial for any college students listening or soon-to-be and recent grads. And Brad, I'll let you take it away. Absolutely. And, you know, Cassie brought up uh, a major word in there, which is uh, practical. Practical steps is what you're going to get today from uh, Jenna Zipf. I am so excited to have her on the podcast today talking about such an important topic for all of our listeners, our students, new grads, people who are just entering into their careers and needing to really get that first experience, that first exposure into the world of work. And so she's going to come in and deliver some nuggets of wisdom. But I want to tell you a little bit about her if you don't know. She is the creator of all things Intern Inspo and founder of the Intern Hustle, a company dedicated to inspiring students into intentional action with the education and resources to take control of their future, one internship at a time. Prior to launching the Intern Hustle, Jenna spent 10 years in San Francisco advising CEOs and running strategic initiatives for innovative companies in sports performance, e-commerce, and healthcare. She is a proud graduate of The Ohio State University, where she was a full-time student athlete. Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) Developed her love for college football and learned firsthand about the power of internships. So first of all, welcome, Jenna. We're so excited to have you. Thank you so much, both of you, for having me. I love what you guys are doing and your mission with this podcast. I think it's great. So, so glad to have you. So uh, I want to learn a little bit more about your story here because you've already got me intrigued just with the bio. So can you tell us a little bit about your your path? Um, because it is really fascinating how you found this this journey to now being, you know, this sort of internship guru and now helping young people venture into their careers. And uh, I love what you're doing. So how did you get to this point? Thank you. Yeah. So I think probably the easiest way to describe my journey is to just start from the beginning with 
growing up in the Midwest, uh, very much a part of the Big Ten culture. So just starting there, I mean, my love for college football probably started before Ohio State. But, uh, you know, grew up in the Midwest, Big Ten. That's really what led me to choosing Ohio State and how I decided on going to school there. And I had an amazing experience. I was a student athlete at Ohio State. Uh, I was actually a cheerleader, which some people like to argue wasn't a sport, but we're varsity letter winners at Ohio State, which is pretty exciting. And we right, were part of right. the biggest athletic department, one of the biggest, if not the biggest athletic departments in the world, which is just a really mm-hmm. cool platform, right? Not only from an athletic standpoint, but the people that you get to interact with and just learn how to network with from such a young age is really powerful. So that was huge for me. I also did four internships, as you mentioned in my bio, while I was in college. And mm-hmm. uh, those were very foundational for me. I have my parents to thank because when I was in high school, they planted that seed about, you know, when you're in college, you really need to start getting experience early and make that a priority. And so that was always in the back of my mind. And so I started pursuing internships the summer between my freshman and sophomore year. I had some amazing experiences, very competitive internships in the sports world, which were amazing. And that led ultimately to my first job offer out of college. So I had this job ready for me when I graduated. I moved all the way out to San Francisco from Ohio. I knew nobody, uh, but it was a great just you know experience to kind of kind of kick it into gear and get started and launch. And it was all of that internship experience that helped me do that. So I did spend ten years in San Francisco, sports industry, uh, e-commerce tech startup, and then in healthcare consulting. So all vastly different, but yeah. I got to learn so many things and wear so many different hats and build teams and really innovative programs, which was super exciting. But also, as you can imagine, 10 years of that at that level, working alongside the CEOs, very exhausting. Uh, so it led to burnout, uh, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty bad burnout too, if I'm being honest. And that really kind of made me take a step back and just evaluate some things and do a little life planning and through that experience, I realized, you know what, I kind of, I've always wanted to try starting my own business uh, and entrepreneurship. And I went back and just thought about the experiences I've had and how internships really did shape so much of my future. And the thought that, yeah, I had parents planting that seed for me, but not everybody does. And so, you know, I want to be that for students. I want to be the person who can inspire and educate and empower students to really pursue internships with intention so that they can take control of their own future. And so I launched the Intern Hustle in January of 2018 to do just that. And that is what I'm focused on day in and day out is working with students, working with universities, you know, really just trying to promote the power of internships and getting that experience early and often. I love this so much. And I, (laughs) you know, I I already said I'm so excited for today's episode and internships are kind of my world too. That's um, an area that I focus on in my work at a university is coordinating an internship program and doing some of these same similar types of things. So really excited to dive into this today. And I also love that you obviously have internship success stories that then led to employment. But for any students who might be listening that are either unaware about internships and some of the benefits what are some of the reasons that you would um, give to them to consider doing internships or maybe some of the benefits outside of just leading to a job opportunity or something like that? I love this question because I think, I mean, obviously I have a lot of things to say about internships right. and I love internships for so many reasons, but I do like to try to sum it up for students. Uh, and I really, I aim to sum it up in three 
main things just to kind of keep it easy to remember, uh, driving towards, you know, the benefits. So I really like to say people, problem solving, and perspective are three of the top benefits to come out of an internship. And so breaking that down, really, you know, when it comes to people, I like to say often that it's your network, not just the act of networking that's going to open up opportunities for you. And at an internship, you have an opportunity, you're surrounded by a bunch of really smart, successful people in their field. And you have this opportunity to really get to know them and build relationships with them that hopefully then you follow up and nurture over the long term of your career. Um, and also personal relationships. I, you know, I say often a lot of the people that I met, you know, as fellow interns or even, you know, other entry level employees at the company became long-term friends as well. And so, you know, I think what's powerful about an internship is that it's like a melting pot, right? You're a bunch of students coming from all these different universities with, you know, maybe similar career goals, but probably some different aspects of what those career goals are. And you're learning from each other as well, which I just think is a really neat thing when it comes to developing you know, the people aspect of an internship. Um, And then problem solving, that was the second one I mentioned. So for me, you know, in school, you're taught a lot of hard skills uh, and you're memorizing things for exams and all of that. But an internship's really powerful for building soft skills. And so, you know, how you work with others, how you, you know, solve problems is a big part of that. And just the challenges that you face, whether it's just a challenge to you, maybe because it's something that you've been introduced to for the first time ever, or it's a challenge across the broader company that you're trying to help solve. You know, there's really a lot of experience to be gained in learning how to think critically, problem solve, apply what you're learning so that the next time you have even more efficient processes in place. And just think about how that experience translates on a resume versus just saying, you know, I learned how to do Microsoft Excel, which great skill, but like also something you can take an online course for. Uh, I think, you know, stepping into an internship environment, you are truly learning those soft skills. So problem solving, I think, being paramount there. And then the last one, perspective, and really meaning, I think oftentimes people go into internships. I mean, I was guilty of this at first too. Like, I'm just going to go get an internship because I need to get an internship, right? I need to put it on my resume. I know that's what employers want to see. Experience, experience, experience. Okay, great. But let's like take a step back and think about like, what do you really want to get out of that? And I think the perspective of learning more about yourself and what you do and don't like, really important there, don't like, mm-hmm. is is key. And so having that you know, ability to be hands-on in a, in a professional workplace, learning more about a, a specific industry, uh, maybe even a specific department within a company and how they operate as part of the bigger picture, it's that perspective that, again, you're not going to just get from a classroom. And so I think that internship experience really allows students to have that as well. I love that. Wow. Well, you just put things in such a a fantastic way that just makes sense. And I really appreciate that. You know, if there was maybe one thing that um, that makes sense to me in, in terms of what you said is I kind of like look at it as though all of the information, the content, the coursework that you take in school is kind of like the black and white. And your internship is a chance to really get in and leverage a lot of that gray. And um, through that problem solving, through the ability to work with diverse teams and open up your eyes to new ideas and sort of synergize and all of those things, I think it's a really, really fantastic opportunity. So love those points so much. On the flip side, though, we have benefits, right? But for, for our students, and I love how you're promoting getting 
started with this early freshman year, sophomore year. I think that that's amazing. And I also recommend the exact same thing, but for, um, for ones that are considering applying for internships and are there any words of caution or anything that you might say as, as like, well, you maybe need to think about this first before you go out and start venturing into that job search? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say probably biggest word of caution is not all internships are created equal. Mm -hmm. And it's not the company's responsibility to make sure that it's the right internship experience for you. It's your responsibility. And so when I talk about being intentional, a big part of that comes down to even the internship search process. And again, it goes back to not just thinking about it so that you have, you know, you could check the box and put it on your resume, but thinking about what you want to get out of that experience. And that's going to help you narrow down in your internship search to make sure that you're getting the experience that you want and that you're taking accountability for what you're getting out of that experience. And, you know, some internships are going to be very, very structured, right? Especially some of the big consulting or accounting firms. You think about those, the big four, right? They have very structured internships with very structured onboarding and rotational programs throughout. And then you have some where you feel like you're running around with your head cut off and there's absolutely zero guidance and like you're kind of making it up as you go, right? And so I think, and there's, there's value in both of those, by the way, like very much so, but I think it's understanding what you need and what's going to push you outside of your comfort zone and allow you to grow and step into the experience that ultimately you want. And so that would be my biggest piece of advice is just understand that not all internships are created equal, but you need to take responsibility for finding the ones that make the most sense for you. I love that. You know, pick your poison, you know, dealing with a lot of ambiguity or micromanagement, <laughs> you know. Yeah, goes both a, ways. And some people thrive an with way. micromanagement, right? I'm right. not one of them, <laughs> but some people do. And so that's important to, to understand about yourself when you're going into it. Yeah. Yes, well, and I think absolutely. such an important thing, too, as students are doing these internships to recognize okay, I finished that internship. What did I like about it or what did I not like about it? And then moving on to their next experience and evaluating that again, because I know I've talked with students who they've done two or three internships and the same thing, they're not liking the same things. Um, and so making that connection about like, okay, let's pivot, right? Let's try something new. Maybe you need to be in a totally different type of internship or different environment or where your skills are going to be challenged in a new way um, and that type of thing. So I think that that's great. Yeah, and I think, I think to add to what you just said too, like, you know, every student's going to be different. So like if you're talking to friends and they feel like they're like, they love their experience, that's like, don't feel bad if that means if right. it's not the same for you, right? Like yep. you shouldn't feel bad about it because everyone is going to work in different environments. Um, so I think that's important to understand too, because in today's environment where everyone's posting their wins on LinkedIn and doing all of those things, it can be frustrating sometimes to be like, why am I not excited about this in the same way they are? Well, it might just not be the right opportunity for you. Yeah. So. So true. With, you know, mentioning the wins on LinkedIn, and I feel like I see that every time I log into mine is people sharing what internships they've gotten for this summer or next fall or, you know, looking ahead like that. There are some students who may be listening right now that haven't secured an internship or aren't even really sure where to start with finding those opportunities. And we hear a lot about you know, the opportunities that aren't visible, that aren't posted all over the different job boards and internship boards. Can you talk a little bit about how students can go about, or young professionals uh, can go about finding opportunities that maybe aren't visible or creating their own internship opportunity? 
Yes. So, I mean, firsthand experience, I can say that I didn't apply to any of my internships in college. And I, like I said, I did four of them. And so I am a firm believer in this process of going beyond the online application. Yeah. That's not to say that, you know, you can't submit an application and get an internship that way. Obviously, those things happen or people would stop doing it. But you need to find a way to stand out. And I think a big way of doing that, going back to, you know, developing your network is meeting people who are in the types of positions that you would hope to be in. Um, and, you know, maybe even within the same company or industry, maybe not even position, but just, you know, building up your network by having those informational interviews or coffee chats, as people are calling them often now, you know, over Zoom uh, with someone and, and sitting down and asking them questions about their career and how they got to where they are and just really learning more about them. And through those conversations, identifying ways that you can add value to them, to their company, to, again, going back to that problem solving, like how can you help solve some of their problems? Because that's where you then get to step back into the picture as you follow up and nurture that relationship and say, hey, I've really been thinking about what you said about this issue you're having. You know, I, I have a creative idea for how we might be able to solve this. And I would love to actually help you do that. You know, do you have any um, info for me for how I can make myself a great candidate to be a potential intern at your company and potentially stand alongside you and help you solve this problem or whatever it may be. Um, you know, that's a great way to do it. And I think one thing to point out is a lot of students almost expect, oh, okay, I get to have an informational interview and I immediately ask for an internship. That's not always the case. I think it's important to know that there's a long game to this and to really nurture those relationships and not be expecting something from them first, but identify how you can add value first. Um, and then, you know, for me, in my case, there were some, some instances where the companies didn't even have internship programs, like at all, like nothing existed, but I really wanted to get experience there. In that case, I think it's also beneficial for a student to come to the table with a job description. So, you know, not just a creative solution to one of their problems, but like actually like outline it for them. Be like, here are the, all the different things I think I could do to help your company. I've written up a little job description. You know, is this something that you would think would be valuable? I would love to, you know, be a part of your company for eight weeks this summer and help out in this way. And, you know, make it easy for them to say yes. I think that's, that's key as well is, you know, if they feel like they're going to have to do a lot of extra work with you, it's not going to be as easy for them to say yes. And so again, just, you know, building up your network, nurturing those relationships for the long term, and really make it an easy yes for them. And those ways are pretty powerful and can get you around the online application process altogether. Mm -hmm. So all of these things are really increasing your visibility and you're really being proactive in the process. And I really, really think that that's fantastic. And I think it correlates back to your previous point, which is the first P that you highlighted is people. You're cultivating these relationships and you're having an opportunity to see them grow and possibly turn into opportunities. So you're kind of getting a leg up on that process. So I think that that's amazing and such a good point and a good reminder of, you know, how to how to stand out, how to do things a little bit more, um, a little bit more innovative in a way. So kind of thinking about resources now um, for anybody that is kind of struggling with just locating opportunities in general, maybe they're kind of working from the ground up and they really don't, maybe they're not like, <laughs> you know, Cassie and I, they don't have the resources uh, to be able to utilize, or maybe they just don't know where to find a lot of these resources. Where would you suggest that they start, you know, in order to tap in and, and find these opportunities? Yes. So 
it's, it's interesting to me because when I talk to students, you know, one of the first things I'll ask them in their search is, have you checked out your career center yet or gotten on Handshake, right? Not every school uses Handshake, yeah. but there's usually an equivalent of yeah. that as well where there's, yeah, and you guys are laughing because you're like, yeah, we get it. <laughs> um, but, you know, truly a lot of students don't tap into it. And I, I think it's a really big missed opportunity because, you know, you guys know better than anyone, but employers have, you know, university recruiting teams. They are looking for the entry-level talent through internships and that first job. And they are coming to universities and they are partnering with you at the university level because they want students from that university. And so your career center is just such an asset because they have, you know, those relationships with the employers. They have the relationships with the exact people at those employers that want to hire you as a student. And they are posting, you know, specific listings for you at your school on Handshake, whatever other job board platform your school uses. And so that would be the first place I would start. You know, there attend career fairs, like not maybe because maybe there's not a company there that you're super interested in, but just start practicing having conversations, excuse me, conversations with employers, practice your pitch and how you answer the question, tell me about yourself. Like even better if it's not an employer you're interested in because you won't be as nervous about it, right? But it's just getting that practice. Um, the other places I tell students to look are kind of obvious. Google is your friend in everything in life. The sooner you learn that, the better. Um, and, you know, doing proper Google searches, getting specific about what you're looking for and going beyond the first page of a search result, like Mm -hmm. get in there because some of these opportunities, they might not have the best search engine optimization, but they live there on the internet and you just have Mm -hmm. to be the one to find them and be willing Mm -hmm. to search for them. And, you know, LinkedIn and more so than just the LinkedIn job board, like follow people from companies that you would like to intern or work at, follow hashtags, like all of those things are creative ways for you to find opportunities. Uh, Beyond that, there are more and more resources popping up and companies popping up to help students with this. I actually interviewed a woman, uh, CEO and founder of a company called Simba. Uh, her name's Ava Sadegi. She's fascinating and has such great experience of her own as well. But they are a paid remote internship platform. So they partner with companies. They help them manage internship programs. But then they also have internship listings. And they focus on only doing paid remote internship opportunities. And you can sign up for their job board and learn about new opportunities there as well. So there's all kinds of kinds of companies like Simba and others um, that, that are out there. And I, I believe I have a whole video, um, on my YouTube channel. That's like 10 different websites you could look up. So that would be a great resource as well. That's great. Yeah. And so true. There's, there's so many opportunities out there, but you have to find them, right. And you have to be looking in really intentional ways and and proactive ways. I always tell students and others that I'm working with, if you're getting the same results and doing the same things over and over again, like something has to change, right? We need to go to page two of Google or we need to try a new keyword um, and something <laughs> like that to to get those yes. different results. So I think those are some great tools and anyone listening, like, you know, hit the 15 second back button, pause and write those down for yourselves. Um, when students are searching for internships and we talked about this a little bit of standing out when they're creating their own opportunity or seeking out an opportunity that may not exist. Um, but are there other ways that you can think of and share with our listeners about how they can really stand out when they're searching, whether that be in creating their own opportunity or applying through a more traditional format? 
So this might be one of the things I'm most passionate about, and it comes from a place of personal experience and frustration with how this goes down. So, you know, I get emails from students a lot, and the ones who know how to communicate well and in a professional manner, um, and I don't mean professional, like stuffy, like, you know, how you picture, like, people going into a workplace with a briefcase and a suit and tie, like, not, like, super stuffy professional, but, like, conversational professional. Like, you know, you are talking to someone, you know, that's not your buddy at your frat house. Like, be professional in your email communication. Um, don't treat it like you're sliding into DMs. And I think that, I mean, it's 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 crazy. I know it sounds so funny, but like some of the emails I get, I literally have to like take a step back and be like, what did they just send me? Um, and on contrast, contrast to that, right? The students who do come off professional and have taken the time to, to write me a concise email and make a very specific ask or show how they could add value to me, those ones stand out like nothing else and they get a reply from me. Like that, it's not even a question because I'm just so appreciative of how they approached the conversation from the start, right? So that would be hands down my biggest piece of advice to students is like teach yourself how to write a proper email and have proper communication best practices, whether that's replying to someone in a timely manner as well. All of those things are so important and employers love it because that's one less thing that they have to teach you at at your internship. They can focus on teaching you the actual skills of the job and not how to write an email. And they're probably going to be a lot more confident in your ability to interact with clients and partners and represent their company in a positive way as well if you can demonstrate to them that you already know how to handle yourself in email communication or whatever else. So uh, that's huge. And then if I had a second one to add on to that, I would say another way to stand out is just to follow up, right? Not enough people follow up. They get discouraged from not hearing back or feeling rejected from the silence. Just know that like people have a lot going on and you're not their number one priority. So if you're the one that's persistent, respectfully persistent, like you are also going to stand out in that way. Mm -hmm. I am so, so glad that you mentioned both of those points. And I think it really just boils down to having a certain degree of professionalism and going above and beyond. And this is so timely. Interestingly, we just uh, wrapped up interviews for graduate assistants for our office. And coincidentally, the person who ended up getting the position is one that followed up not once, but twice after both interviews. And now that wasn't the only reason why uh, she was selected, but it was a big factor in it. It showed that she didn't just want any position. She wanted that position. And it really uh, came through in uh, in that messaging. Mm -hmm. So I'm so glad that you pointed that out. It's such an important thing. You know. Yeah, I think it goes a long way. Definitely. Yeah. I just had a conversation today with a student about um, we have a virtual career fair coming up and talking about how, you know, you need to follow up even if you're not applying to a position, you know, from that fair and you're just connecting with that employer, like you have to send that follow up to them. Um, and I think really, you never know, like those are emails that people save in files and that they share with their colleagues. Like, hey, did you see so-and-so said thank you for chatting with us today or for the interview? And, you know, those things can circulate a company or a department really quickly and in a really positive way. Yes. Yeah, I think, you know, just a per- perfect example of follow-up is my internship with the Chicago Bulls, right? It's, it was a mm-hmm. super cool internship, competitive and 
one of the questions I get is like, how did you, how did you get the Chicago Bulls internship? Like, how did you actually get that? And I'm like, <laughs> I followed up. Like I, I actually cold called, it wasn't even an email. And I called the head strength coach like multiple times uh, until I finally even got an informational interview with him. Right. And it was, it wasn't like he was ignoring me because he felt like ignoring me. He's just a busy guy. And, you know, I wasn't being annoying about it. So he was actually very kind when he did answer the phone and was open to having that informational interview. And one thing led to the next, but it took about five phone calls to get that. And I think a lot of people might just stop after number one and, you know, that's why they're not going to have the opportunity. So it's super important to follow up. Yeah. Yeah. Such an important message about consistency. I love that. So let's kind of, um, fast forward a little bit, you know, so to our listeners that are now undertaking internships or maybe have internships planned over the course of the summer and they really want to kill it. They want to do an extraordinary job and they want to stand out for all the right reasons in their internships. Um, what advice would you give, uh, for that? Yeah, great question. I would say you got to go in and have goals. So you are probably going to get some goals from your manager or your mentor or whoever is responsible for you at the internship. There's going to be some company goals or tasks that you're going to have to complete over the course of your internship. But when I say goals, I'm also talking about personal goals. So going back to what experience do you want to get out of this and how can you be intentional about you know, what soft skills you really want to develop. Maybe there are some specific hard skills. Maybe um, it's um, you want to build your network by X amount of people by the end of your internship in a meaningful way, right? So all of those things I think are important to set at the beginning and really be intentional about that. And then the best way to track that is to document your experience. So I talk about an internship journal a lot. I have them for mine still. It's hilarious to go back and read. So someday you'll actually enjoy going back and being like, I thought that was really hard. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> but you know, getting to document your experience and you know, write down the wins that you had each day, even if they seem small, um, you know, that's going to build your confidence as you go through the internship, you know, who you met with little fun facts about them so that you can follow up and nurture those relationships. And then having your experience that you can reflect back on, it's going to help when it comes time to update your resume. It's going to help when it comes time to have a performance review. And if you are looking to maybe convert this to a full-time offer, it's going to help you in that conversation to be able to sit there and show very you know, quantitative examples about what you've accomplished over the course of the internship. And just the fact that you've recorded it in the way that you have with an internship journal is going to be impressive to them as well. So it shows that you're actually taking that initiative and you're taking the process seriously. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, one of the things that I was kind of curious about is that in Part of my curiosity with this comes from my own experiences. I had two internships in um, in school, and they were polar opposites in terms of the value that I got from them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I felt like one, I felt that having a really unfortunate experience for my first internship actually in a way was kind of a blessing uh, looking back on it now because it helped me self-correct and helped me determine what I really needed uh, in looking for a second internship. So all was not lost, but um, unfortunately, you know, going into inter internships, uh, they're not always going to bat a thousand. You know, there are going to be some times and situations where there's some disappointment and things don't work out the way that they're planning. So Maybe what advice would you give for, you know, students who are uh, taking on internships and it's just not ending up the way that they want it to be? Yeah. So first of all, I think it's so important to understand that what you just said, 
they're not all going to be great. And that's just, that's just kind of life. I mean, you're going to have jobs like that as well, where things are more exciting than others. Um, and again, you learn through each and every one of those experiences, which if you can focus on what you're learning from it and just keep a positive mindset about that, that's going to get you far. Um, <clears throat> but one big piece of career advice I wish I would have given to my younger self is to just keep an open mind uh, and don't limit yourself based off what you think is cool or desirable, right? Like not every job's going to be like the one that looks like the Chicago Bulls on my resume. That's just not, that's not how it works. And I think it's okay to, to go through that. What I learned like firsthand. So my first job that I moved out to California for was a pretty cool job. It was a startup with a sports performance facility. We got to work with a lot of professional athletes and sports is the industry I wanted to be in. That's how I saw my career evolving. And so when I was ready to leave there, because I just wanted some bigger business experience, I was only looking in sports, right? I wanted to stay focused on the cool, sexy sports industry. And I got this opportunity to become an executive assistant for a CEO of a tech startup that had just secured a, you know, a bunch of venture capital, was really part of a successful upswing in the e-commerce space. And I kind of, I mean, I hate saying this now, but this is the advice I wish I could give to my younger self. I thought I was too good for it. I didn't want to be an executive assistant. Um, you know, to me, that just wasn't the desirable or cool job. Um, I took that position and I'm so glad I did because I learned more about business than you could ever imagine. It was basically a crash course in business school. Got like, I feel like I got my MBA without having to pay to get my MBA. Um, and you know, I wish I would have learned the lesson after that and tell you that like I was better for being, you know, learning my lesson through that one. But I did it again when I went to my next career pivot and the job that I was recruited for was in like the health insurance space. And I was like, that's not sexy. Like who wants to work in health insurance? Um, and again, kind of was like, nah, you know, I ended up taking it thankfully. And I got to build out one of the most innovative programs for health insurance for all the top tech companies in the Bay Area and build a team of about 10 people and work alongside the CEO and just be part of something so special. And so I think the career advice is like, keep an open mind and don't limit yourself based off just what looks good on paper, because it's really what you do with the experience and how you make it look good on paper that matters, right? And how you show up every day and change maybe, you know, the Health insurance isn't sexy, but I sure made a really sexy, innovative program for that company. And so, you know, those are the things that I think are important, especially as you're just starting out, is just be open-minded to all kinds of experience. Yeah. I, the whole idea of being open-minded and saying yes to opportunities, especially when you are a student or a young professional and just starting out, I feel like they're so there's so much opportunity to say yes. And when you have less things that you have to pay attention to or be aware of, um, you know, that may change when you're 10 or 15 years into your career and you have different responsibilities to pay attention to that you, you can say yes to that opportunity. And especially if it's a 15 week internship or an eight week internship and see how it goes, see what you like from that, um, is yep. a great takeaway. I think for anyone listening, um, 
Jenna, this has been so great. And I feel like I'm just beaming around everything internships as, you know, a shared world uh, that we have. <laughs> but for our listeners, where can they find your videos and find your content and everything that you're doing? How can they connect with you? Sure. So the internhustle.com is my home on the internet. So everything links out from there. Um, you know, and you can sign up for the weekly newsletter of intern inspo, as I like to call it. Uh, I do a free LinkedIn training every other month or so. So that can all be accessed at the internhustle.com. And um, as you guys know, I, I have a YouTube channel. Um, it's how a lot of people find me. So if you look up the intern hustle on YouTube, I put out a new video every Monday on there. And then otherwise, LinkedIn and Instagram are kind of my behind the scenes home. So if you just like kind of watching behind the scenes of what it goes in to make all these crazy YouTube videos and all that fun stuff, then uh, check me out at the intern hustle on Instagram as well. Yeah, we cannot promote the YouTube channel enough. If if you're listening, please subscribe. It Thank is you. just a treasure trove of really, really great content and easily digestible chunks. Please go out and do it right now. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, Jenna, thanks so much for your time today. Again, we really appreciate it. And just a topic that I know I was so excited to talk about and, and Brad was too, especially given our work with college students. Um, and for everyone listening, stay tuned for the next couple of weeks. We have a lot of really great episodes lined up. Um, don't forget to subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcasts um, and follow us on social media as well. We're on Instagram at Your Career GPS Podcast. Until next time, this is Your Career GPS and your journey awaits. <laughs>